Well, there we are. We're good. Live again. Live again. Hello, Mr. Jerry. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to Newsworthy, everyone. We're glad you're here. We're just sitting here communicating, talking, having a good dinner. What we're not there doing we today is uh, we're not drinking wine. It makes me very Heartbreak. sad. Absolutely. I've actually gotten. Look, is it does it does it make you a wino if you start looking forward to Wednesdays to drink wine? We almost decided that fifty something downloads <laughs> was enough to qualify for a reason to celebrate. Yes. But at that point, we decided that would qualify both of us for being classified as a wino so we decided yeah better give it a break yes indeed actually we did have one very good reason i sent steve an article this week from the new york times of all places where one of their wine guys is had written an article entitled is red wine bitter chilled um so obviously he's listening to our podcast obviously yes we're we're Mr. Mike has obviously been to New York City and dropped in on the New York Times. And, and I wonder uh, if he held him at like knife point to get him to write that. Very possible. I mean, Mike's a badass. Yeah, he so. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was almost reason enough to celebrate that the New York Times hasn't totally come around. Once again, the title of his article was a question. It wasn't a statement. He wasn't saying absolutely flat out. But he was at least willing to broach the question of, is red wine better chilled? Yeah, well, he's he's a genius before his time, much like us. He's following in our footsteps, and we can appreciate that. Hello, Double Infinity. We are glad we were just talking about you today. That we were. <laughs> Can't tell you about what, um, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we just wanted to thank you. You're the original OG, yeah, been here right. for every episode. Uh, and we're going to do a little something special for you. But we are very appreciative of you for that. We're not going to tell you what. So, ha, you just have to wait and find out. We have our ways and our means. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, um, what's been going on in your week this week? Same old week. Same old, same old. Just trying to uh, stay out of the heat for the... Last week, week and a half, it was out west and in Europe. In the last two or three days, the you know, absolutely oppressive heat has come to air part of the country. You talk about heat. When I was looking for some topics for tonight's episode, I read that a man in California evaporated. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's heat now. Yeah. He'll be missed. M-I-S-T. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was probably your best one yet, i got to say. I like that one. Oh, yay! Like <laughs> Do not facepalm me, Double Infinity. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh my. <laughs> wow. Have you ever been out west or anywhere where they have those misting stations? Yes. They work really well. Well, they have them at Kentucky Kingdom. and Yeah, they do. Uh, you yeah. know, Kings Island, all those places for where you have to stand in line yeah. very long. Those things work really well. The first time I ever went out west was on a uh, Big Lots uh, manager's trip 
that they, in typical Big Lots closeout style, uh, decided to do it in Palm Springs, California. At the, it was either the last week of July or the first week of August. So I'm sure, obviously, got a closeout deal, <laughs> and it was just, it was like 112 degrees when we landed at the airport. It was just exceptionally hot. Yeah, that was the craziest weather I've ever been in. You know, when I lived out west, I lived in Colorado and Idaho, and right. they didn't have regular air conditioners like we do here. They had what they called out there swamp coolers, and yep. basically all they did was remove the humidity from the air, and it cooled it down to where it was comfortable all the time. Yeah. Um, those things were weird. They smelled funny if you got near one because that water was just in there recirculating, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> I never did understand it, didn't like it, and that was one of the – best parts are coming back south other than the scorpions and bee suits if you don't know that reference go back and listen to several other episodes you'll get it um but was just a fact of having real air conditioning <sighs> and i just got mine fixed last week so it makes me even happier and told me it was broke <laughs> well it was it was it went out and I have backups, you know, I have window units. I'm a fat guy, so it's got to be cool in my house. And um, uh, we just had to wait a couple of weeks to get it fixed for my guy to get out there. And it ended up, it was just a burnt wire. It cost me 30 bucks to fix. Nice. If I, if I were smart enough, I could have done it myself. That wasn't my quote. That was my AC guy's quote. <laughs> By the way, guys, when he says he's a fat guy, he's not. But he does insist on having... Not a cool house, but a cold house. Oh, yeah. He infamously says that if it doesn't feel like you can hang meat, that it's not cool enough. And that pretty well describes Steve's house when you yeah. go in it. It's going to be cold. Well, that comes from years of working outside in the heat and wanting to be home when you're comfortable, to be comfortable when you're home. So, yeah, absolutely. 68 in the summer, 65 in the winter, probably. Maybe 66. <laughs> oh, my. Woo, it's great. And then you can wear, see, that gives us reason to wear pajamas and be comfortable. I don't mind the 65. I'm, so if you don't mind 65, why would you complain about 68? Well, here's the deal. Anywhere from probably 65 to 76, I'm fine. Yeah, I'll be comfortable, a little uncomfortable, you know. Depends on how many clothes I have on. <laughs> anywhere in there. I'm not one of these people who, if the temperature goes up or down two or three degrees, I'm either freezing or burning up. Oh. I've got a 10 or 12 degree span there, and I'm fine with any of it. Listen, you know we play that big, long board game at my house a lot. TF4. Yeah. And half the people that play that are cold-natured, <laughs> but my house is the only one that has a kitchen big enough to play it. Yeah. So it's funny watching you know a bunch of them come in because they're all coming in in hoodies, and they bring jackets. July. <laughs> they got sweatpants on. If they have to go to the store before or after, people are looking at them like they're nuts. But <laughs> yep, I can see that. It's fun stuff. Very, very fun stuff. <laughs> so, so, how was your week? Uh, you know, my I have had probably not going to lie. I've had a incredibly stressful week, and you know. As a realtor, I always want to do best for my customers, hands down. I always try to do the absolute best I can do with them. And uh, had a couple bought a house from me. 
They were in it for two days, and their air conditioner went out. Well, complete unit replacement, somewhere to the tune of ten grand. Jeez, open. and uh, just absolutely breaks my heart that they have to go through that. But you know, and we explored all the options we could, and really, and this is just a public service announcement: uh, always get a home inspection. And always, if you tr- call me for somebody to do a, a home warranty program, it's usually good for a year. If you're buying a home that's got any age on it, I can get you into contact with a good a good program. There's a lot of junk out there. There's a lot of home warranties that are like extended warranties and they don't want to pay anything. But I do work with a couple of good ones. Um, and I, I always try... I don't have any problem sleeping tonight because I know I do the best for my clients, but it does break your heart when things like that happen. And, and so it put a lot of stress on me this week. So uh, I'm glad it seems to be resolving itself now, but uh, yeah, that sucks. Had they done a home inspection? They did not. Um, And the reason for that was it's a condo. Uh, A home inspector does half the work on a condo, but they charge you the same amount. Really? Uh, well, on a regular home inspection, they have to get up in the attic, sure. they're checking the roof, they get in the crawl space, make sure all the plumbing. I'm just up surprised they would charge the same rate since they don't. Have oh, to absolutely! They still got to go out there, gas isn't any cheaper. You know, they still have time invested, uh, but they do charge the same rate. And they decided that everything looked good, and every time that we were in the property, it was it was in good shape. So uh, we decided not to do it. And uh, it, it, it's cost us, it cost them, and, and that really sucks. So, a lot uh, of stress. I would think that's much more the smart thing to do than even a home warranty. Yes. A home warranty well, is even, insurance. Here, here's the thing, and in all reality, a home inspector isn't going to find everything. No, I mean, they're not. paid to find a lot. Sure. It, the first two houses I sold had plumbing work, plumbing issues within a couple of weeks uh sold a house and they had to dig up half their yard because the the clog was three feet from the city's portion so um something like a clog you could never right no way yeah And, and same with the air conditioning i mean they can do some tests but ultimately this was a condenser or compressor fail there's no way of knowing when that's going to happen. It, there really isn't. So hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, yeah. So you know, I've, I've just been really stressed about that. But this is a new day, and uh, so hopefully everything's going to work itself out the way it's supposed to. So absolutely. Um, also, get to see my granddaughter. I'm going to get my granddaughter tomorrow. I have a closing tomorrow, Very and then I'm nice. going to go pick up my granddaughter. We're going to do some fishing. So I'm pretty stoked by that. Get to make some memories. Yeah, yeah. You have to make sure she wears shoes. She's the one that keeps getting stung by the scorpions in bee suits. Gotcha. Yeah, so we got to prevent that from happening. You were talking about the HVAC unit going out. I have no idea. Can you order those like somewhere online? I mean, nowadays you can order any and everything online. You can get it in cheaper and then just have someone install it. Is that a thing? Do you know? I have no clue. I don't know. I mean, you can order anything online anymore. And, you know, my client, my, my folks kind of panicked a little bit. I think you can repair just about anything, too. 
You, you can. Know. The question is, somewhere along the line, you got to look at how old is it? Sure. How sure. much is it going to cost? How much do I want to put into a 20-year-old unit that's probably going to break down within the next year or two anyway? No, absolutely. I get that. And, and there's a lot of different options. Um, yeah. You know, actually, to, to your question, my upstairs, I'm looking at putting a unit upstairs. And you can order those. That's just a mini split yeah. is what's called. Um it, it only does a certain square footage, so it's not, but it'll be fine for upstairs. Like, it wouldn't do my whole house. It's too right. small. But And those are like 1500 bucks. Yeah. So. I mean, I was just, you know, thinking, like I said, anymore, you can literally order anything online. Don't know. Never thought This about. week, ordered a chicken and an egg online. What? I'll let you know. You let me know what? Which comes first. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> I walked right into yes, that. You did. <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes, you did. So this week is our second rapid fire. You excited? I am excited. I am. Uh, I uh, now last time we did this, I had over twenty, like twenty-five topics. This time I got fifteen. I have ten. Ten? Yeah. Wow. What if we have duplicates? You're just going to have to rapid fire something off your butt. Pretty much. That's all right. Um, well, mine are good. So we shall see. Yeah. Promises, promises. Well, I mean, mine can be stretched out longer than two minutes if we need to because you, you failed and you only got ten. I've got a couple that I would have probably have a hard time keeping under – Four or five minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Just breaking all the rules tonight. No. I thought Dude. five minutes was our suggested average. Two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Rapid. How is five minutes rapid? Dude. If you. If for you, who <laughs> they say is always jumping the gun too quick. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes is probably there. <laughs> well, what are we going to do with the other minute and 30 seconds? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> a little bit quick on That's the trigger. That's what they then. say, huh? That's what they say. <laughs> Been saying that for like 30 years, I think. Wow. You know how they are. <laughs> yeah, they 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 are they are rough. Yep, they talk some smack. Yes, they do. Also, before we get started, uh, just want to throw it out there again that Clay will be with us the week of September 11th. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, Perfect date for the topic that we'll be discussing. National surveillance. Uh, That'll be awesome. Uh, Did we cover our final numbers for last month? I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did either. Six countries, 23 states, over 280 downloads in one month. Thank you, Mr. Mike. We appreciate (laughs) all the traveling you're doing. Mike, but I don't think he did all that. Oh, yeah, he did most of that. You think so? Well, I mean, we've got three listeners. We've, we've got Double Infinity. <laughs> we've got Mochi, and we've got Mike. So, yeah. Oh. Flying around. Well, okay, and Clay. Listen. Clay started listening some, too. So, so I did have one of, one, of our, one of my dear friends the other day. We was having lunch, and she said to me okay. that she was out west, <laughs> And she was driving back to her hotel. She threw our podcast on it, and it was good to hear a comforting voice, a known voice to her. So well, thank you. 
That was awesome. That was Mr. So you Stephanie. had to listen to, thank you, Stephanie. So you had to listen to Steve as well. Oh, <laughs> man, you're on fire today. We're going to have to do something and like bring you back down to earth. You're getting up there. You're getting a big hit. Like me. Uh, by the way, that big long board game, just so everybody knows who listens, uh, I am now four out of five in the last five games. Would have won the game. other one, but he was afraid if he won too many in a row, everyone would quit playing. Well, everybody quit playing, and they were already starting to talk about, you know, building me the throne where they get under and carrying me around. Yep. I got work to do. I ain't got time to be sitting up in a throne all the time. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's... In case he ever listened. Uh, well, I don't know, but he should. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone should. <laughs> if you know somebody who doesn't listen to our podcast, you should make them listen to our podcast. <laughs> Very true. We keep growing uh, exponentially. This month alone, we've, we're two days in. We got seven downloads in two states. New York. We hear you, New York. I love it. Um, and Kentucky, obviously, just just the single country so far. But we we did go one. Uh, we went up one country and up two states this last this last month. Yep. So if we can keep that going, man. That's just if you'd have told me six seven months ago when we first started talking about this that somebody was going to hear us in Peru or uh, Russia, India. And, it, you know, some of these programs auto-translate, so they're hearing us speak Russian. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I just, I'm... Yeah, I, I agree. You know what else blows my mind? What? Is that in this short of period of time, Mike has been to so many countries <laughs> and so many states. It just, I mean, I know he's a pilot. I know he travels a lot, but, man, I didn't know he got around like this. Well, I mean, you know, he's going to retire soon. What are we going to do then? Jeez, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, he's he's that's where he's cruising to. He is working to retirement. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe just to send him on pleasure trips. It'll no longer be business trips. <laughs> Wait we'll a minute. To- if we're GoFunding somebody to go on pleasure trips, <laughs> I think we should, you know, jump to the front of that line. Well, I'm just saying we haven't exactly been able to pull in the number of countries that he has. So <sighs> I, I might have to prioritize the spending. Uh-huh. So you say. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, I did that long what? pause thing that you're not supposed to do in radio. Really? Yeah. The, uh, I did that. Actually, I was reading today, Vin Scully. You know who that is? Yes. The, the voice of the doctors. He passed away oh. last night. 90 years old. I was going to say he's 67, like Yeah. 67 years, I believe it was, of continuous broadcasting for the Dodgers. Not Los Angeles Dodgers. It was Brooklyn when he started. Uh, And one of the things he was most well-known for was he said, when great plays happen, describe it as quickly as you can. Shut up and let the people listen to what's going on in the stadium because that will make far more impression than you could make by talking. Are you telling me to shut up? No, you, oh. you were talking about your, <laughs> you just did what we shouldn't do on radio. Oh. He was a proponent of doing exactly that. Gotcha. You remember when Kurt Gibson hit the home run, the walk-off homer to win game one? one? Yeah. 38-second pause by Vince Scully. Well. 38-second pause. Interesting. Just a way of throwing out a tribute to Vince Scully. I don't know if you guys ever got to hear him call a game. He was truly Magnificent. He was one of those that could almost make you feel like you were there. He could paint the picture for you that well. 
I think the only person that I've ever experienced that with K-Wood. was Kaywood. Kaywood, definitely good. Yeah, yes, he, he was, was awesome. You can, I can't imagine. I can't. I, I can't tell you how many games I've watched them on TV. Turn the volume down and turn Kaywood up. I agree. Bottom line, <laughs> there was like a two second delay, so you had to like after about the fifth or tenth minute, you would finally get over that. But I don't think um, you were ever as big a. Uh, baseball fan as I was, I would also have to throw in Marty Brenneman and his cohort, Joe Nuxall, in that Joe Nuxall was fantastic. Uh, still holds the record as being the youngest person, the youngest major league baseball player ever. It was during World War II, and uh, he lied about his age. I think he was 14 or 15 years old when he first played professional baseball. But, uh, yeah, he was an absolutely great color commentator. Always loved his sign-off tagline. The old left-hander rounding third and heading for home is the way he signed off every night. Well, interesting. Those guys were good as well. But, anyway, I think we're ready to start. You want to lead Are off? You, we haven't started yet? Uh, maybe we'll just <laughs> call it. Um, okay, so let's recap how rapid fire works. Um, so... Normally, our shows usually have two topics that we kind of go in depth with and we we talk about. Um, rapid fire is we both have a huge list and we're going to get through as many as we can, somewhere between two and five minutes. <laughs> Jerry, um, as Jerry breaks the rules, between two and five minutes each topic, and then we whatever that limit is, we stop and we move on to the next topic. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It gives us the opportunity to cover a lot of ground, things that. We say, hmm, we sh- that may or may not need more news coverage, but we're not going to devote a whole show to it. So that's where these come from. It actually was a perfect week this week to do this, I think, because I had such a hard time even coming up with my 15. So Narrowing it down to 15 or coming up with 15? Coming up with 15. Okay. Um, you know, Why is that a perfect time to do it? Well, because I can't imagine any of these topics taking up an entire show. Gotcha. <laughs> And that, I mean, the China thing, maybe we could have fit in there and, and did a show about, um, but... Would have been pushing it. Would have been pushing it, especially, and then what would be the other topic? So, yeah. it's kind of rough. So, anyway, yeah, I'll start us off. So, and normally, I'm not nearly as political as Jerry sometimes, but most of my... I have a lot of political stuff today, so I hope not to bore you, and I'm going to try to make it go fast. Um, so... First things first, uh, out of Washington today, it was discovered that, or yesterday, I guess, or the day before yesterday, that Washington is working on a prisoner swap, Brittany Griner, for uh, a Russian arms dealer. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, there's it's bigger than that. It's Brittany Griner and one more. I forget who the other one was. I read this a few days ago. Probably 150 times more important than Brittany Griner, I would think. But I would hope. Well, maybe. I mean, Brittany Griner is a WNBA player, uh, popular because she's an athlete playing a professional sport. Other than that, you know, yeah, what is – I would have never known. Actually, I didn't know who she was. I, I did too. Just I knew who she no, was. I didn't. I did oh, not I did. know who she was. Only because I'd been reading reports of how she hated the national anthem and didn't want to stand for for all of that. Wanted to sit on the bench and 
now did not know who she was. Oh yeah, didn't know anything about her. Uh, but yeah, there's. What do I think about it? I think I described it well to you the other day. Um, for many many years, the State Department said that we would not negotiate with people who kidnapped hostages. Normally, you're talking about some third world country. You're talking about some small militia group, something on that order, who will, as far as America is concerned, that will kidnap an American and then try to demand that we pay ransom or whatever. Well, this doesn't kidnap. For many years, we said that we would not negotiate with those people at all. And it turns out that we found out many years ago that we have been. We have been paying ransom demands. And I would absolutely disagree with you. This this was a kidnapping. Everything I've heard is that there is zero evidence to back up to substantiate this story. And, why and should you plead guilty? Why would you plead guilty when someone's put a gun to your head and said, either you sign this or we kill you? <laughs> Did Russia that does this. They do, what but Russia did to what was his name? The uh, Putin's big critic, Navalny. Navalny. Oh, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I ain't even trying to. That's name. a guy <laughs> that he is one of the bigger, more well known politicians in Russia that's on the activist party. He's not part of the ruling party. They poisoned this man in Germany. Prove it. They attempted to poison and kill this man, did poison him on a flight back to Russia uh, and accused him of some crime and sent him to prison. These are all proven facts. So I have no idea why you would have any problem uh, saying whether or not that they will kidnap someone. If they believe that it will help them, they can swap them for other prisoners. Why would we want to swap out for an, a known drug or arms dealer, people that are dealing AK 47s to first of all, you know that we don't even have custody of this guy. Well, then why are we talking? About Germany it? has custody of this guy, okay? This so arms dealer is also a murderer. Well, we've already gotten Germany involved, yeah. we have had some back channel communications with Germany, apparently, from what I've heard, just to gauge their interest should we decide to go through with it. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, what do I think about it? I think we should have never started negotiating. I with don't disagree because that That's only, that only it, it elevates how many terrorists try to Absolutely. kidnap Americans and make us unsafe for us. Absolutely. In, in the Encourages nation. more of the same down the road. Yep. Okay. And it's two minutes, 23 seconds. See, that's how you do it, Jerry. Within the constraints of the rules. But you only got down to 223 because you didn't have anything to say. You asked a question and I talked for two minutes. <laughs> if you said what you wanted to say, it would have been well over if five I minutes. Wanted, if I said what I wanted to say about the entirety of this complex and crazy case, we'd be here till tomorrow. Well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, we're not going to do that today. We may start Well, this next soon. one is going to be much shorter. Okay, what is it? My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, it came out last week that he announced publicly that he has been on crack for the past three decades. I don't really have a lot to say here other than to say thank you. This explains a lot. <laughs> I now understand so much better so many of the claims that Mike Lindell made uh, in the last two years, primarily starting, what, in the fall of 2020? Yeah. 
when he claimed so adamantly that the election was stolen from Trump, um, the claims that he made that he was never able to back up anywhere. He had a couple of press conferences where he was going to release the Kraken, right? He had a couple of literal press conferences where he was going to show them the facts. Not one fact was ever showed, not nothing. All I'm saying is thank you. Now we understand you were on crack. <laughs> Come well, I will comment. I'm actually currently reading his autobiography, and that has been out for a few months at this point, uh, that he was on crack. In fact, the title of his autobiography is From Crack to CEO. Um, and it's pretty boring, to be honest, this, the book is. Um, the cover's nice. It reflects, and it shows him when he was in the throes of his cracknum compared to how he looks now. And um, you just turn the book. It's one of those that have the holographic covers on it. Um, but it does, it does cover that. And, you know, being on crack or not, there was a lot of people that was saying that. And there's a lot of people that are still saying what? That there was, the election was stolen. Well, that, there was only this, a few originally. Yeah. There was a few on national television, and were they able to amass several people who begin to parrot what they said? Sure. Yes. Now, th to this day, there's still not but a handful that have made these wild, crazy claims. Uh, As original claims. Yes. Yeah, I agree. One question. Did you buy this book? No. Thank you. I could, I could tell you the story how it No, got. that's fine. I just wanted, <laughs> if you were going to tell me that you had paid money to help support Mike Lindell. No. We had I a was thinking maybe we needed to do it our office. We had a client that gave him out at our office. Oh, and before she would accept our office to help her, she needed to know if we were woke or not. And if we were, then she, we, she didn't want to do business with us. Guess not if she was handing out <laughs> Mike Lindell books. Look there, Jerry. Minute and 44. Told you it was a short one. Yeah, it was a short one. Good job. Good job. So, I've got one that ultimately uh, has nothing to do. I'm going to throw my non-politic one in now. Okay. Um, and it, I, I really don't know how to feel about it. I, I know how I want to feel about it, but I don't know how I feel about it. Deshaun Watson yesterday learned that he's only six going months. to be susp suspended for six games. Not six, six months. Games, yes, six yes, games, yes. Six games. He's had, this man has had 24 lawsuits brought against him for uh, some sort of sexual misconduct in massage parlors. Excuse me. Um, now he's settled most of those out of court. Uh, most of them involve his towel, and they got into some pretty nasty details about how he would put himself in a position to be touched inappropriately, inappropriately by these people. All that to be said, whatever. I don't care about the details. Ray Rice punched his girlfriend and was out. He's still out of football. Um, Ray Rice, cold cocked. No, no, no he knocked her out. I'm not. not it, it was plain to see on video. I don't disagree with that. Not, not some hooker, not some massage therapist, not, not What's the value his girlfriend. There isn't any. What harm, what physical damage did Deshaun Watson, and I'm not upholding the guy, I thought he should have been suspended all year. 
at least four more than six games. Oh, absolutely. But I am saying if you want to compare him to Ray Rice, what Ray Rice did Absolutely horrible. Yes. But worse to me than almost anyone unless they kill someone. No, I agree. This is his partner. This is the person he's chosen to spend life with. And he decided to knock them unconscious. Yeah, in a drunken brawl. Yes. I 100% agree. Here's Here's a better example. Okay. Calvin Ridley last year bet on the NFL was suspended the whole season. I the think they season. go. And first of all, I understand why. Whether it's Pete Rose or Calvin Ridley, I get why. They it involves in the integrity of yes. the game. Yep. And if that becomes in question, first of all, I never understood why it's against the rules to bet on your team. If you right. want to bet against your team, I got a huge problem. Yeah, because, because you have the ability to throw, to throw it. Yeah. But if why would it be against the rules to bet on your team? You're going to try harder? I thought that's why we pay these guys $15 million a year to give right. everything they can to try to win. So, I, first of all, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think that the fact that Deshaun Watson, who by all accounts is a good guy, other than his proclivity to wear a really small towel getting massaged, um, seems to be an upstanding teammate, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about any of that. The fact that he got paid $235 million up front to come to the Browns, for the Browns to trade away their starter for who had gotten them to the playoffs for the first time in 100 Long years, time. is the and then to pay $235 million, waste a first-round draft pick, and then two more first-round draft picks to get Deshaun Watson, but only that, to I start – Jacoby Brissett for the first six games of the year is the most Cleveland Browns thing in the world. (laughs) I I totally agree with everything you're saying, but what you're saying is not a knock on Watson. It's a knock on the Browns. Oh, it absolutely is. Watson and Roger Goodell is in such a no-win situation. This is what the Players Union wanted, six six games. This is what the little uh, lady who they're now calling for her head for only giving him a six-game suspension – she determined, and he has the ability to appeal it, and then if that appeal goes through, he can change the, the, the thing. But what kind of situation is that in? He's in a no-win situation, and it's just ugly. Guys, if, you, if you're if you young and you're listening to this, it comes back to what Charles Barkley always used to say. Well, I'm not a role model. Yes, you are. When you are in that position, when you have attained that level of greatness, and there's there, – regardless of what you may think, there's not a bad football player in the NFL. They are literally the best of the best of the entire world. Doesn't matter if you're on the bench, third string, you're the best third stringer in the world. You, certain amount of integrity needs to come along with you. And I think that that's something when they teach, when they, when they're having the, the classes with these young guys coming out of college, Need to get you somebody to help you manage your money because most of these guys have never had money. And you need to go through some sort of integrity training because there are so many. I think Teddy Bridgewater last week said it best. Uh, I He said, and I quote, I am so sick of all these young dudes coming out trying to gang up, gangify the NFL. Most of you guys come out of college. Act like it. <laughs> no, I agree. Let me ask you a question. And I've thought about this for years with Mike Tyson, with Kobe Bryant. 
if Deshaun Watson was Joe Blow on the street, if Deshaun Watson was you or I, and he did exactly what he did, but with no celebrity, no rich guy status. We would be in jail and on the sexual you offender. You think so? And on the sexual offender list. Wait a minute. You you really think so? If you go and do some of the things like we used to do, go out and moon somebody and get caught, you're put on the sexual offender list. We're talking about going to a massage parlor, getting naked except covered by a towel. And that happens with everyone. But no, that doesn't happen. Most of the time Mm -hmm. in reputable massage parlors, you're covered with a sheet. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, you're not. What kind of massage parlors are you going to? Apparently, the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, we got to stop. We're way over time. (laughs) Apparently, you need some referrals. You're going to the wrong place. Listen, my whole career is based on referrals. So, (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't know about the ones you've been getting from that. Oh, Oh, man. What's our time on that one? Oh, 5-11. We went way over on that one. We're going to get you up to a, a better reputation. We're going to increase your stamina from two minutes to five minutes. Listen, Mochi came in on the very end part of that, talking about you referring me to, quote, unquote, the good referrals. <laughs> uh, the good massage parlors. Whew, I don't know about you. What was her comment? Oh, she didn't. She, oh. she, she just said she was back. She just nailed you. I got Yeah. Whew. I'm glad. Well, speaking of... I don't want to be embarrassed by that. People with horrible reputations and massage parlors and... Oh, gosh. Sexual harassment and all kinds of <laughs> things on that order. Leads right... Nice segue into my next topic. Oh. Matt Gates. Oh. <laughs> this week. Double down on his misogyny calls. And when he was saying that all abortion right advocates are ugly... He asked the question, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Went ahead to say no one wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. Now, I guess I need some help. I've never heard that analogy. I don't know exactly what the thumb reference is. But come on, Matt Gates, the guy who's currently being investigated for hiring underage prostitutes. Uh, and from what I've understood, they've got evidence. It's basically, he's going to have a really hard time trying to defend himself with the evidence that they have. He, he did this. Now, whether or not these girls, he knew they were under 18. You might be able to question that some, I don't think there's any doubt about what some of the women and he was using, do you remember the name of that service? There, there's some, service that you can use some of the rich people use uh something about honey i forget the name of it and it's basically where rich guys go hire some girl and to make it legal instead of her getting paid a hundred dollars for a night or you know two hundred dollars for a certain whatever activity instead she accompanies them she does whatever and they are rewarded with very nice gifts that's the way that this service that he used works i wouldn't know i'm not in amongst those things an escort service but for him to come out and say why is it that women who have the least likelihood of getting pregnant and he later said these women are ugly and there's one in particular that uh and i forget her name but she was a larger size latino 
and she just took it upon herself to say, hey, it's me he's talking about. Um, what do you think about that? And the last I heard, she'd raised a couple million dollars uh, just saying, hey, here's what Matt Gates has to say about and, it. And I heard the follow-up interview after that with him, and he didn't apologize. No, not at all. He, he basically said, yes, I said that, and why would they? Yep. And, and I agree because Matt Gates is the person, and this is this is the double standard that he's presenting to himself because he's the one leading the charge by all intents and purposes of investigating Hunter Biden and the yep. laptop. Yes, he is. So um, it's it's, and you know one of the big things about the Hunter Biden thing was that in fact he. Uh, he was arguing on video with a prostitute about how much crack they had. Yep. <laughs> like, why are, why, first of all, why is the GOP allowing Matt Gates of all the GOP members to be focused and him being the one leading the charge against Hunter Biden? That just, you are getting rid of your credibility in that argument in my case. Very much so. But yeah, he's, he's pretty much an arrogant little prick. <laughs> It's the truth. Absolutely. And, and not only that, to me, it goes way beyond arrogant little prick. When you're a politician, the last thing in the world that you should be doing for no political purpose whatsoever is alienating a, a substantial portion of the people that are going to vote for you. Right. Why would he do this? Right. I, the, who is he thinking that he's going to appeal to with this rhetoric? Maybe he's thinking he has no shot at being reelected. Maybe, maybe he's not playing right. And he doesn't know. care. You know, it's almost what it sounds like. Yeah. Look there, Jerry. You're doing Too so much. good. I'm so impressed with you. Even even though I've learned things about you and your proclivities to go into massage parlors, that no, I wouldn't have thought. Proclivity. To oh go. no no but no no no! Don't change it now! To. Don't change oh, it I'm now! I'm trying to make it worse. I'm not making it better. <laughs> Let's be honest. Not that I go; it's the type that I go to. I guess that's right. Whew. I always wonder why you were so relaxed. Now I get it. I've never. I'm just wondering why you go to the ones you go to. God, God's honest truth. I have never been to a massage parlor ever, anywhere. Kind of like my very first topic. This explains a lot. <laughs> this explains the stress. <laughs> this explains the blood pressure. <laughs> Sorry, so, Robin. So get Sorry, off. Robin, get off the lisinopril. Start going to massage parlors. Go. God, much better. Hey, Jerry. Yes. Let's talk about something scary. What's that? Scary Jerry, do you like that? What do you think what do you know about something that is twelve kilometers below the surface of the planet? That is ninety kilometers long, forty kilometers wide. And if it decided to go boom, would cover three quarters of the entire nation in over six inches of ash. And three quarters of the the nation, <laughs> three quarters of the nation would be caught in the pyroclastic blast. You know what I'm talking about? Some volcano. No, not some volcano. Which one? One of the largest volcanoes that is active on the planet. To the Yellowstone. Point, yeah, Yellowstone. Really? It's one of the largest active. Absolutely. It's so much because you don't see it. It's underground. Hmm. Um. 
And I saw a report on it today, and I was like, well, i got to include that. That's I bet a lot of people don't realize that Yellowstone has such a huge volcano. It's to the point that this is a event, what they call a, a potential world event. If it were to ever blow, it would affect the world all, all over the entire world. Really? It would blot out the sun over three-quarters of the world. Jeez. Just in ash. In fact... The last time it blew was 640,000 years ago. And they know that because the ash, all volcanoes have a specific ash composition that come out of them. This particular ash composition was found all the way from Yellowstone as far east in a depth of six inches in eastern Missouri. Dang. <laughs> And, and that ash, if that were to blow currently, it would literally cover our entire country in, in volcanic ash, which, you know, if you look at it, it's like, oh, it's just ash. But if that gets into your lungs, that has uh, silicates in it that will shred your lungs. You can't breathe that stuff. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts right. about, about a big, scary volcano? Well, obviously, it's scary as crap. Um what are scientists saying are the chances or odds of it happening? Every single year, our odds in that volcano becoming active full-time, an eruption, one in 730,000. So it's more than less, wait, how do, how do you say that? So the odds of winning a lottery are like one in 66 billion. <laughs> so you're far more, we're far more, um, likely to see the end of the United States through the Yellowstone volcano than we are to win a lottery. <laughs> Individually, yes. 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 So not of someone winning. Someone did win the one oh, yeah, million. Yeah. I'm still here on the podcast, so it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois, I think. Maybe. New York. New York. New York. Okay. I hope it's one of our listeners in New York. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yes it would. I, back to the volcano, obviously extremely scary stuff. But Mother Nature has an absolute shit ton of absolutely scary stuff it can Oh, absolutely out. it does. It ton. does. Iceland's going through that right now. You know, we, we do that. Iceland's volcano is reawakening again. I just saw that today. They were had I guess because of this, the the studies or whatever, they're showing all the big active ones and the one in Iceland is becoming awake again. And it was the one that diverted flats for weeks yep. a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, my timer went off, Jerry. Look at that. It's your fault. Oh, it's I right kept there. up. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. <laughs> a little under two. Yeah. I just thought that was scary. Just thought you all should... I know that some of our listeners like to do research on weird stuff. And that one is for you, uh, double. <laughs> the next one I'm going to cover is quite the opposite of your last one. Not scary at all. Just interesting as hell. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Face. A little more than that. <laughs> By the way, get those glasses checked. <laughs> Saudi Arabia in the past week or so, unveiled designs for a new city. Oh. A vertical city. Did you hear about this? Yes. 106-mile-long vertical city. One building. One building. Well, two buildings face-to-face. 
basically, would run for 106 miles, could potentially house 9 million people near the Red Sea, uh, would only take, it's going to have a, a, a travel system that would only take 20 minutes to go from one end to the other. This city would be 1,650 feet high, 656 feet wide. It is a mere glass facade. It would run on 100% renewable energy. Um, yeah, and they probably have the money to do it in Saudi yeah. Arabia. They yeah. really do. Just imagine. And it's basically a straight line. A yeah, that's what it's called, the line, the line long, towers or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 106-mile-long city, vertical. 1,650 feet high, to put that into perspective, that's almost a half a mile Tall. Isn't that crazy? And they have the engineers to do it. They built, I mean, them and the United Arab Emirates built islands that look like palm trees. Yep. <laughs> so, and they, with the money that they have from their oil, they have the money. They have the ingenuity and the capabilities. Why not do it? Why not do it? I did see a couple of articles about that, that uh, they were saying. The, the environmentalists are always going to say something about something, but they were saying that it could shift. It was big enough. It could shift winds and change weather patterns in other parts of the country. Probably and, half a mile. Yeah. Oh, high. Yeah. So six miles long, but man, wouldn't that be an amazing thing? To, I mean, let's just put it bluntly in our lifetimes. There's never been a, a world wonder created. That would be, this would how be would that not be a world wonder? I think it would have to be. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get to see the, the pyramids made. We didn't get to see the uh, uh, the garden, the hanging gardens made. We didn't see yeah. any of the world wonders. Yep. And we've done a lot of wonderful things in our lifetime as humans, but nothing that would be considered an actual loot. Oh, jeez. What? Mochi is feeling herself today. She says, I was made. I count as a world wonder. <laughs> um, but we've never had the opportunity to see that. So uh, I think that would be amazing. I say go for it. I just looked it up to just to get an idea of the distance of 106 miles. Lexington, Kentucky to Cincinnati, Ohio. Lexington, for those of you that are not familiar, roughly the center of the state to the very northern end, Cincinnati, Ohio, is 82 miles. Yeah. A little past, probably closer to Dayton. All the way up to almost Yeah, Dayton. that would be almost yeah. exactly right. That's a distance we're talking about. For one city. Really? One, one building. building. One building. counts as a city. Yes, it will yeah. count as a city. That's pretty freaking awesome. I hope they do it. It's not my money. I, mean, I don't care. Let them do it. I mean, we're going to keep... If Putin or if Biden keeps selling our oil to Chinese, the Chinese, we're going to keep buying their oil, so they're not going to run out of money to do it. So why not? <laughs> oh, we're over time! Woo! Wow! Whew. All right, that was yours, and I actually almost brought that up. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Awesome. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Also, real quick, this one is on my list, but it wasn't meant to be for anything for us to debate. I just want to know that my heart is with the people down in eastern Kentucky. Oh, absolutely. The the oil or the the flooding down there is I have a bunch of friends that live down there and it came up so fast. 
like uh, uh, one of my friends and her son were having dinner. They got a call. They go out to their front porch, and the water's already coming in their front door, oh, like that. But then you know, and they were they were they were scared. They got rescued in boats, um, and their car. They lost everything. So, um, had you heard another system came through a couple of days ago? Yeah, and more heavy rain, more flooding, more deaths. Yeah, I think the last thirty seven. Thirty seven. 37 dead. Now, they did say that everyone that was missing is accounted for now. So, oh, that's hopefully, good. that's, good. that's where that number that. stops unless something happens to yeah. someone else uh, going down. So, um, on a lighter note, Jerry, strawberries yeah. or pineapple? Um, strawberries. Why? They're better. In what way? Every. No. I love I, strawberries. I love strawberries too, but when you, you eat pineapple, it explodes in your mouth. Good fresh pineapple, yes. Yeah, I remember uh, Nick, your son, loves the uh, fruit salad that I make. Yeah, and I made one that I took over a few years ago. That for the first time ever that I brought over to that he had had, I had fresh pineapple in it. And I remember us talking about what a difference fresh pineapple made, and it does make an absolute ton of difference. And it is a extremely good fruit. I love strawberries. I, they're good in so many different ways. Have you ever had fresh strawberries from the garden? Yes. Not to, I, I those, grew them. Okay, okay. I didn't know you grew them. Yeah. Those are so good. When you go out and pull them and they're vine ripe and there's such a huge difference. Strawberries, by the way, do not ripen after they're pulled. I don't know if you knew that. Nope, they just rot. They will rot. They yep. do not get any more sweet uh, they'll turn soft and decompose, as Steve said, rot. That's all they're doing. They yeah. are not ripening. So think about it. If we're eating, think about it in January and February, when we're eating strawberries that come from South America, probably. Guatemala. Mexico, yeah. Yeah. How green does it have to be? How far away from being totally ripe does it have to be? To pick it down there and to send it, you know, and get it here to Kentucky, uh, th there's a huge difference. So, I, if I had to pick one or the other, I still stay with strawberry. You, awesome. You would go with pineapple, I take it? <sighs> Depends. If, if they're both fresh, man, I they're love the pop that pineapple has. It's good. I just love And I will say this. I've never had a fresh pineapple. Yeah, well, I guess I have either. I've had pineapple that I've cut that was yes. a whole pineapple, but there's not a big one difference. Yeah, I'm sure in Hawaii, pineapple is very, very good. Yeah, so that yeah. might change me, but as it stands now, yeah, I would like to get strawberries. How about that for a topic? That reminds me, uh, <laughs> Nick and I were vacationing in uh, Bahamas when she was probably seven, eight years old. And the first time, that was the first time she'd ever had a kiwi. I never bought them. It's not a fruit that I was accustomed to. I'd tried it a few times. We don't have, obviously, vine ripened kiwi around here. The ones that I had were, were very good. She had one in Bahamas and fell in love with it. Insisted that I start buying it at the grocery stores when I come back. And I remember her being so heartbroken that they didn't taste anything <laughs> like the ones that she had. You know that I have one kiwi at my house. Unfortunately, you have to have two before they do kiwi. Pollinate. Yeah, pollinate. they have to pollinate like that. But 
I may grow another. I didn't one. even know they would grow around here. Yeah, and they come back every year. Imagine that. How about that? Two minutes, 30 seconds, talking about fruit. <laughs> Very nice. And you're through with it? I am. I am. Pineapple, to me, is probably my go-to. Just that. Mm, I didn't yeah. know that. Now, that being said, oh, that's oh. as pineapple. I don't like pineapple. You know, you get a banana split at Dairy Queen, as pineapple. I don't want that pineapple. Really? I want two strawberries and a chocolate. Seriously. I just like fresh pineapple to eat. I don't want it in. I don't like it in anything. And I'll eat the canned stuff. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, a good fresh pineapple. And you have to. The first few times I bought a pineapple, I didn't know what a ripe pineapple looked smelled <laughs> like. Right. So I would always cut them early. And pineapples, the opposite of strawberries, they will ripen. You yeah. must let the pineapple ripen. You know that when it's a brownish orange on most of it, the the very bottom where it was cut from the stalk will begin to get slightly soft. Mm. At that point, they're ripe. Speaking of fruit, I don't know if you're talking about pineapple now or, or the people, other things. Or the people at the, at the massage parlors at this moment. Some things apply to both. <laughs> Some things apply to more than one thing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Anyway, and I would know that because I go to the right ones. <laughs> Speaking of fruit, we're not through with the fruit. Oh, topic. okay, okay. Uh, I think we have an announcement to make. Several of you guys have heard me tease Steve before that there is only ten items, ten food items that he likes. Uh, thankfully, last week we were able to go to eleven. Steve found out that he actually likes black grapes. Yeah. Before that, he had only eaten green grapes and thought that they were the only way to go. And uh, yeah, black now, grapes are probably the way to go. They are. Followed closely by green grapes. And I don't like I don't like the red ones. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. But the black, a good black grape is the sweetest. Thing. I also found I, we can say twelve foods because we also had Chinese last week, right. and I ate an egg roll, yes, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed an egg roll. Chinese food is very good. Okay, the next topic. Your favorite guy, Alex Jones. Oh, no, not gonna, Alex Jones. going to talk about him for a minute. For those that don't know, Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. He has radio shows that are widely syndicated throughout uh, most of America, and I think even in some other countries. He is a far right-wing conspiracy theorist. Um. The latest issue that's got him in trouble and got him sued um, was the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. 26 people were killed. Alex Jones has alleged for a long period of time that it was a government conspiracy, that it was actors, paid actors, that no one was actually killed, that it was a cover-up, that no one had been hurt in any way. One of the families of the uh, the parents, excuse me, of one of the, the kids that got killed, sued. And apparently he didn't believe, he and his lawyers didn't believe that they had a case to defend. They refused to even cooperate in the discovery process at all. The judge threatened several times. There's normally two parts of a trial. There will be the... 
original trial to see if they're innocent or guilty. The second phase will be the sentencing, or in the case of a civil suit, uh, the awarding of damages. He and his defense team refused all aspects of discovery, didn't even participate in it at all. The judge threatened and finally gave a default judgment to the parents that were suing. Um, so in that case, they moved directly on to phase two, which is awarding damages, which is where that the trial is at now. $150 million possible loss that he faces. Uh, and on the second or third day of trial, he admitted that the attack was 100% real, did a complete 180 on everything that it had ever said. J- just a, what a joke of a man. 100% agree. Crazy. I, I just, I don't understand why you would take somebody's heartache. A topic like that. And, and try to profit off of that. Yes. And that's you all know, he did. That's 100% what that's he all did. all he was trying to do. And, and even if he believed that, there are, that's not something you come out and you, you say. And, you know, I go down a lot of rabbit holes in my conspiracy brain. And there was some that I couldn't even get behind where they were talking about they were hiring actors to come out and say these things and to be these people and these victims. And I'm like, you guys are nuts. You can't. This happened, obviously. And, you know, if you don't believe that this happened, shame on you. (laughs) And then if you're going to profit off of it. Yes. Yes. The hell with you. In the first case, (laughs) you're crazy. You're an idiot. Right. Secondly, what kind of you become foul a human being are you to take other people's pain and misery, the, the worst pain and misery that I can imagine in life? Yeah. Losing a child in such a traumatic yeah, I can't way. even imagine. And and then having some jerk try to, you know, make money off of it. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely horrid. Anyway, not not a long one, just uh yeah, sad story. Yeah, very sad. And, and okay, so I got I I still got half my list left, and we're over an hour right now. We're an hour and two minutes. One more I've got to cover. All right, so good. Two for me, one for you. We'll go fast. We'll get this done. Sound good? Go for it. Okay, so the the magazine Salon has reported something that you and I have actually talked about in the past. Okay. And they they reported it as fact, and they were asking why. Well, we're going to answer that why today because we have common sense. Are you ready? Sure. Salon reported today that girls are entering puberty earlier and earlier and have no idea why. Really? I thought this has been established. <laughs> established a hundred times. From yes. the hormones primarily in cattle. Cattle and uh, chicken and everything else that we have to grow all the way down to beans. To the growth hormones, yes, and absolutely. It's, but there is a very known pattern, and I, I just the when I saw the headline, I was like, "Are you stupid? Have you had your head under a rock for like 30, 40 years? For thirty or forty years? Because when this has long been known, yeah, it's just stupid. In fact, that is one of the main reasons they've started steering away from a lot of those things is because yeah. of that harms children, especially young girls, to develop that much that fast. Not only that, that's one of the first things we figured out that it did. Yeah. Can you imagine 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 years from now, the articles that are going to be written about 
the damages that some of these things did. I mean, humans just, in general are, you know, in, in, in non-third world countries where we have access to this food that's been modified. The differences in seeing people, if you go back to the Bahamas, and the Bahamas, you know, they're kind of on the middle. They, they've got some very touristy areas that have this kind of product, and then they have areas that don't. The areas that don't, we are giants yep. to them. You know, as just being us and just living in where we live. Giants. Yep. It's crazy. Sorry. That's all I got for that. I just, when when I saw that headline, I had to bring it up. I was like, holy markets. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> How do you not know that? I agree. So watch what you feed your children. Very true. This one you're going to love. Um. You and I have disagreed a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit on Joe Biden, how effective he's been, uh, the type of job that he's done. But it would he's still be something? safe for, for you to say that he is the number one president, right? Ever? <laughs> oh, no, no. That's your job. You're the president of Joe Biden's family. No, no, no. I, I'm just... You wouldn't agree with that statement? No, unless you were using your I middle can, finger. I can convince you otherwise. Mm. Guaranteed. You can. I can. Okay. Like better than like Reagan or Abraham Lincoln or John F. Kennedy. Better than all of them. Wow. Yes. Do this, please. Okay, I certainly shall. The the kicker is I didn't say better what. Okay. Oh, no. So proven fact that this week Joe Biden polled lower than any president ever. Number one lowest <laughs> approval rating ever. I absolutely saw that, and I was like, I'm glad somebody is finally going to. And you know what that shows? What? In all reality, that shows that the Democratic Party does not want him to run in 2024. Well, I think the Democratic Party doesn't want him to run. I think that a huge part of the Republican Party doesn't want Trump to run. Oh, absolutely. And yet, as you and I were saying last week, unfortunately, there's still a very real possibility that we are going to go to the polls in 2024 and have the exact same two names on the ballot, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Yeah. Certainly hope it doesn't happen, but it may. Yeah. Anyway, to finish that, a record high 59% of respondents disapproved of Biden's record in office. Gallup says that the average approval rating during his first six quarters in office was a historic low of 40%, worse than the 42% recorded by the second worst ever. Who was? Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. The, last two, <laughs> the last two presidents yeah. have had the worst approval ratings of any president ever. I think that they, you know, um, I think that one extreme swung, swung the pendulum to the other. You know what I mean? And sometimes in an effort to correct a mistake, we right. got too far. And, and I think that's what happened Probably. in both these cases, Probably. honestly. Last one I've got tonight, Jerry, and we were both talking about um, the drone strike that killed the Al-Qaeda yep. leader in uh, 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 where am I, where are we talking? Uh, Afghanistan. Jeez, oh, Mother Mary. So, guy... Al-Qaeda leader, terrorist, known, wanted in a hundred countries, sitting out having a smoke on his on his balcony, which was, you know, 15 minutes from the British, the former consulate. British consulate in Afghanistan. 
who, oui. by the way, the home was owned by one of the top uh, Taliban agents in office. Who, yes. when they we turned over the country to them, promised that they would not have any affiliation with Al Qaeda yeah. at all. Like so, old guy sitting out there having a smoke, reading the morning paper, doing his thing. Quietly, one of our drones, our, our predator drones, yep. sweeps in, shoots a missile, blows him. Two missiles. Two missiles yep. and blows him into his form of Allah or wherever he's going yep. with his 72 versions. That's all well and good. But it got me thinking about something that maybe not be so well and good. And we may have to extend this to another show because we are running. It's We're about eight, eight minutes over. But the, you and I were talking during dinner about the size of the drones. Right. Um, I was blown away. that they, I yeah. had no idea they were near as big as they, yeah. they are. My, my fear is, and this is a first world problem, I guess, because if we can use drones in war as opposed to soldiers, what, where does our account of, who do we hold accountable to ourselves about starting a bunch of wars that we're going to use. The guy controlling the drone. Exactly. You know, and that is a huge responsibility. We, we're one of the richest countries. All the rich countries can afford drones, okay? So if those countries, we were talking a little bit, and we may have to do a show about the China thing. This is kind of festering in my mind. But um, if we both go to war and we both have drones, fine. But if we go to war and start using drones against people that don't have drones on a regular basis, I know that gives us power. But I'm concerned with our lack of accountability for using said power if we're, we don't have. And I, that's a good thing. I'm not complaining about it because I obviously have children that are of fighting age. But I don't but, even see where your concern comes from. How is this different than the fact that in the last 14 wars we've fought, we had a huge advantage with uh, from the air? We no, had I get a that. huge advantage no, from I, I infantry. Get 100%. And if you're talking about infantry that's sitting 60 miles away, bombing someplace, isn't that the exact same thing that you're asking? No, no I get hold it. accountable? Not still I the guy it. that pushes the button on their arm. Yeah. No, that's just something we may want to cover later. Just, yeah. You know, more, also, I guess it's becoming so complacent for Americans to send a predator over or send a missile yeah. over and not be really engaged in what's going on. Do you remember the last woman that that I recall? Worked at your salon parlor? No. No, you never met her. you go to the wrong salon parlors. <laughs> of course you wouldn't know them. The last woman that we convicted of being a traitor in the United States, she had handed over a bunch of information. This was going back two, three, four years ago. I remember the incident. I don't remember her name. The lady was a drone operator. Oh, wow. Her original problem with the government stemmed from the fact that she began to come across evidence proving that people she was told to kill, in many cases, had done basically nothing. Oh, wow. And she was the one that was sitting here pushing the buttons. Making it happen. Making it happen. They were shooting yeah. the Hellfire missile at yeah. these people. Crazy. Crazy. It is. Well, uh, well, I guess we're at a minute or a minute. <laughs> One hour. We're at an hour and twelve minutes. We should probably call. Which is it. a good time for the massage parlor. 
<laughs> well, Jerry's phone, uh, you've already got it saved that you're going to the massage parlor. That's wonderful. Look at that. Her response was? Oh. Uh, I didn't understand that. The usual is what it says. And a question mark. <laughs> Don't the usual question mark. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, man, good show again tonight. Uh, Rapid Fire 2, good success, good topics. Again, I have three pages of stuff I didn't even get to. We got to work on our timing. <laughs> Uh, Our timing is good. Yeah, no, I think it is. I you think get away from that two minute stuff. I, that, that's too, too quick. Too quick. That's what they say. That's what they say. Two minutes are not long enough. So next week we have, we're back. T- next week we are going back to our regular format of actually figuring out what's newsworthy or not. Kind of gotten away from that. We had a visitor, you know, a guest, and then a couple of rapid fires. But we're going back to that next week. Uh, until the next rapid fire, until our next guest. And you know, we did get away with it a little bit, you know, especially when you're talking about our visitor. But obviously, if we dedicate the whole show to one topic, oh, yeah. I think it kind of goes with that saying we think it deserves more. Oh, absolutely. Coverage. Normally, you're right. Like you said earlier, normally we each take a, a topic and we'll spend 20, 25 minutes on it. Um, but it's last time when Clay was here and we, we discussed local surveillance and obviously to a larger degree, on the week of 9-11, when we discuss federal surveillance, yeah. we absolutely think that there's a lot of issues there that needs even more news coverage. Yep. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, we absolutely can't do this show without you. Uh, I mean, we can, but it's not near as fun. <laughs> uh, to sit here and talk to each other is a great time, but to have you guys involved to help spread the word and to uh, just help with the growth that we've experienced over the last several months is amazing and just that mind-boggling is. to me. That just blows me away. Yep. Um, but Keep flying, Mike. Keep flying. <laughs> and we'll end with that. We appreciate you all very much. Have a great night.